Welcome to the 354th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today, we are recording on September 17th, 2023. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and I'm also 50% of this here show with me is the man who's got so many secrets he cannot share, Carlos Rodella. Why would you do that to me? Oh, I love taunting you, my friend. You know that. I can say this. Pre-show, we we were deciding what I can and can't say about things. There was a spreadsheet about what you can and cannot say, and most of your stuff was in the can't column. Can't say. So I can say, I can say, that I can't say anything about some things that I'm playing. Exactly so. Well done. Well done. But we're not going to keep people in suspense forever. We will be talking about this thing next week. So only one more show to wait and then the embargo will drop and then Carlos will have plenty to say. And you know what? I might even have a little bit to say too. We'll see how that goes. But that's next week. We are here this week and we've got tons of stuff to talk about. A full slate of games up ahead of us we've got uh some some post game stuff to talk about tv movies whatever but before we get to all that um just taking a minute to say a thank you to ron one of our new listeners who found us on accident which is amazing yes not only did he stumble across us on accident but instead of closing that browser window he clicked on that link and started listening to our show and has now listened to several shows and even took the time to write us a very lovely piece of email which just made my day carlos i'm sure it made your day as well oh yeah anybody reaching out to do anything positive is just amazing so thank you in advance so cool. yeah Read the whole yeah thing. for sure i know that people think that we're like oh we're like we're a big podcast over here we're like a corporation of millions and if someone sends in an email we'll never read it not true not true we read literally every single piece of email that anybody sends any comments any questions whether it's email twitter or whatever like we definitely like you will you will reach us like guaranteed so thank you very much ron for your very heartfelt message i really appreciated it it was a bright spot in my day and it's always so nice to get some words uh to kind of remind us that we're not podcasting into the void you know we're not just shouting into a dark room there's people out there who are actually listening yes um so really really appreciated it um and one of the things that ron said that he enjoyed was in the last episode when carlos did the intro to housekeeping so i think that maybe we're gonna do this again if you don't mind sir i know he mentioned that and that was so funny that um this is a small thing but like we do it the same way every episode. You introduce housekeeping with the same words. Yep, I do. And then I decided to try it last week and butchered it. Uh, and Even though you've really done it like two, job. you've listened to me say it 200 times. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because it's I don't know. What, I forget the order, I guess. I don't know. Well, um, in, in honor of Ron, we want to, we, in thanks and in honor of Ron, we're going to, we're going to have you do the intro again to housekeeping and we'll see how you do this week. So Carlos, nice. let's get to housekeeping. What do you got, sir? This is dedicated to Ron. It is. All right. Uh, people, as you well may know, <laughs> see, I add words. No, no, you, you're pretty close, man. Okay. You're pretty close. We, uh, Brad and I share a house that's divided down the middle with a piece of duct tape <laughs> and this house is uh, where we put all of our housekeeping. That's it. It's pretty close. It's so close. I always thought I was talking for a minute there. Nice. Excellent. I did the voice though. Hey guys. That oh man. I How did you do that? That scared know. me. Okay. Just, just all right. It. There we go. Ron. Hope you enjoyed Carlos's uh, second intro to housekeeping. 
Uh, and once again, thank you for the the email. That was very yes, thank you very so welcome. Much. Thanks so much. And if anybody else would like to send us a message or two, feel free. Those inboxes are always open. All right, Carlos, let's get to housekeeping. What do you got, sir? Well, say to play happened. Ah oh, man, I forgot to watch it. Another one, you know, at this day and age, there's so many like directs and state of plays. I don't know, Xbox uh, showcases, but um, I always like to see new games and new trailers, whatever. And I thought this was had a couple good things. One thing you're gonna like, okay? Uh, so you have to go back and watch it because you haven't yet, right? I have not. No. Okay. The first, uh, it opened up with Baby Steps, which I've seen before. Um, it's I think the creators of up and over what's from getting over it getting um, over it yeah 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 i know who you're talking about that guy it's like a real famous difficult physics game yeah so like octo dad or whatever you have to like control um in different appendages to you know walk or whatever yeah I mean, in this one it's just a guy you're controlling his legs um but what they did really well and i hope this is actually in the game is as he's walking and you know kind of like traversing and not falling over and falling over uh and that's what the game is there's a lot of good audio or like voicing of the character. So like if he slips or whatever, he'll be like, oh, oh God, just, I slipped right there. That's, that's not going to be any good. And it's like comedy. Mm. It's like really fucking funny. So I'm hoping that's the game where like he like kind of reacts to the things around him. Uh, because for me, I find those games frustrating. But if it's fun enough, you know, and there's some, some comedy in it, uh, I'm all about it. So like. It was so fucking hilarious because he met another character and they had a really funny interaction and they're like, oh, yeah, you want to. And they were swearing and stuff like, I just got to get the fuck over there. All right. Cool, 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 cool. So it just seemed like it added to the the weirdness of the game. Interesting. I do enjoy these. uh, I don't know why I do, but I do enjoy these really difficult like physics games. I haven't played getting over it but i saw a real quick clip of this one this looks really fun and there's several others that are kind of like this there's one that's about talking where you have to like move your mouth and tongue and lips in a weird Mm. way and then there's many other ones that are just about like climbing like um there's a few there's a few really good ones that i enjoyed last year that are difficult so i probably will give this a shot just because i like to torture myself this way but i am curious to see more yeah for sure well for me again it's it's like there's it's so hard to do comedy in games Yeah, and so it was funny to me. I was like, "Holy shit, this is funny!" And I'll, how he reacted to the things that was going on, you know. Yeah, there yeah. needs to be more of that in games, anyhow. Because you know, in the in the world of uh, the Bethesdas, Ugh, not to throw yeah. something under the bus, but like any game that's like that, where like kind of characters just talk at you, uh, it's it's more nice when there's like nuance to character interaction. Anywho. Anyhow, all right. I don't want to throw shade. Uh, VR stuff they showed off, which is weird because they only showed off a couple things. And I thought PSVR 2 was a big thing for them. Isn't it supposed to be? Is it already out or is it not it's out yet? It's out. Yeah, is it? I think it's okay. out, yeah. But, you know, just a couple games, I guess they represented in, in the state of play. But it still didn't feel like must-have games, you know? Well, I haven't heard shit about PSVR 2 in I don't know how long. Yeah. Like I just said, I didn't even know if it was in out yet. And it's funny because... You know, I, I don't hear about VR. I, I think it's becoming its own circle, right? Because I follow so many people, so many game people on Twitter. And I know Twitter's a shitfire right now and it's it's a mess. But, like, there's still a, a corpse of it left and there's still people talking. And, like, all of the game people I talk to, I never hear anybody talking about, like, VR or PSVR. So I think it's just becoming its own subsection of the game world, man. Yeah. Oh, and also you just need better games. No, I, I mean, mean at the I, end of the day. Yeah, I mean, I guess I wouldn't even know because I don't even hear anybody talking about any games at all. But oh, you'd right. think with all the money Sony sank into it that they would 
pimped a little bit more, but I guess that's what this direct is for. So what did they show? Anything good? It was like just a couple games. I can't even remember what, what they were. That's oh, not good. Man. Resident System Evil. Sellers. Okay. Yeah, I think there's a Resident Evil version or something, VR mode. I forgot. I could just glossed over. Um, anyways, moving on, Avatar they showed, which again, another crossover. Different colored PS5s. I mean, if you don't have don't one care. by now, I guess. Yeah, that's don't a, care. But the thing you'll care about is they showed off a very lot of gameplay of Helldivers 2. Oh really? Okay, yeah, I didn't. I did like not. A ton. Uh, did not know that. All right, you just go watch that section. All right, um, they look cool or what? Just give me like. Yeah, it looks cool. Generally, okay. it's third person hell divers, which you which know is we're weird used to, to me, but okay. Yeah, but it showed that same thing where like if you die, you just come back in those little pods, you know. The yeah, missiles. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So people, you know, they were they were talking between each other like a whole team, kind of like, you know, working together. So there's definitely like about cooperative gameplay. Uh, the graphics looked awesome, and it looked cool to shoot a bunch of monsters and they were taking up a big huge one uh and then yeah whenever they died which they did it looked like a real playthrough with like the developers maybe mm. um they just kept coming back to life and they were oh, hey where am i where are you guys now you know what how can i help so if you like cooperative gameplay mm. which i don't generally but um i think Helldivers is the only one that i i did like that for because it had the couch co-op and stuff yeah it seems like yeah cooperative third person Helldivers. I gotta watch that. I I'm still trying to wrap my head around how that's gonna work in 3D because so much of that game was situational awareness. Um, and it, for people that don't know, I mean, Helldivers, the first one, top down kind of a, a 2D isometric sort of a thing. One of my favorite games of all, like literally of all time. Like I had such a good time with that game. Me and my wife played it all the time. My kid played it with us. I had custom art made that's hanging up on our living room. Like I I had a mug. I have two mugs actually. Uh, I mean, I fucking love that. Literally, I have two mugs of that fucking game. Yeah. Um, so I I got to watch it. I'm just like, man, I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. But why try when I can just watch the video? You can just watch the video. I'm going to watch the video. Um, and then also the surprise announcement for me. Man, it makes my November. Coming this November, a DLC for Tales of Arise. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. It's called Beyond the Dawn, and it comes out in November, and they just didn't tell anybody until just now. And they're like, yeah, by the way, here's another whole story. And it looked super huge, and I love that fucking game. Do you? Didn't I talk about this a million times? I'm sure you did, but I can't keep any of those Tales games straight, dude. There's so many of them. Yeah, that one was a real special game for me. And I liked the ending, too. It was one of those ones where, like, I really enjoyed like uh you know post credits ending like there's still stuff they're talking about in the world so i want to go back to that world so badly all right and then lastly they just mentioned final fantasy which you know that second part's coming out and blah 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 people will Hmm. play it i play all right did you ever play the rebirth or the you know the remake thingy of final fantasy yeah the seven Um, one i think i bought it but i don't think i i don't think i ever played it okay wow I'm just not that much of a Final Fantasy or a Square guy anymore. I used to be back in the 90s or whatever, but, like, I've just fallen off of Final Fantasy so hard, and I just, like, I don't know, man. It just doesn't doesn't get me anymore. It's You know what's funny? It's not fine because Square Enix is, like, in trouble a little bit financially, I think. Yeah. Uh, 16, Final Fantasy 16, which I didn't finish, and I finish every Final Fantasy game. That was the recent kind of fighter one, right? Yeah, what's the one that's Game of Thrones? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. the one I'm thinking of, where it's Game of Thrones story, but then it's kind of like Devil May Cry gameplay a little yeah, bit. Yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. It just it didn't it didn't scratch that itch. I really tried it to, but, like, it just didn't feel like, you know, Final Fantasy old school, and or even 15, for that matter. So, yeah, I don't know. I think they're kind of in an issue. 
Uh, speaking of RPGs, demo of Second Story, Star Ocean's Second Story R is out right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you like uh, the sci-fi JRPG, and there's not very many I of those. I love those. And yeah. I played a ton of them, and the Star Ocean, um, was it? I forgot what the last one was. First Story? S- second Story? Well, yeah, First Story, nice. Uh, now I'm going to forget what it's called. But anyways, the brand new one was amazing. I loved it. And this is in the story timeline before that one. Mm-hmm. And I always get, you know, weird about that stuff. <laughs> like I always want to play the newest timeline game chronologically. Right. right, right, right. But I might go back for this because the demo is that thing where the, the progress carries over. Oh, and that's nice. I love when they do that. I love when they do that. And it's Octopath Traveler style graphics. Okay. So it's that gotcha. depth of field, old school, but new school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So check it out. Excellent. Um, that's it. I'm done with that part. And do you have a part of a box? Yeah, just open? a couple couple quick things. Nothing huge. Um, there's real strong rumors that Wild Hearts. Remember Wild Hearts? It's yes. the Yeah, it's the Monster, Monst- Hunter. Yeah, Monster Hunter alike coming from Electronic Arts and the other studio that I, boy, I'm blanking on real hard. But they do the... Um, the Musao games. Who the hell is that? Omega Team? Is that who oh, it is? My, that's what I'm thinking of. I forget. Anyway, it's a really. It was. I remember hearing about it when they announced it. I was like, "Whoa, what? Like, what is that Japanese team doing with EA? That seems weird." Omega Force. Uh, Omega Force. I was right. Okay, thank you. Um, so I play. I mean, I'm a lifelong Monster Hunter guy. Like, I've played all of them. I've played a million hours of Monster Hunter. I've got the toys and shirts and all that shit. So I, you know, I'm definitely in the Monster Hunter camp. And there's not very many games out there that have really even come close to capturing that same magic, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people that want that same that same mojo because they see how dedicated Monster Hunter fans are. Like, we'll play it for hundreds of hours. We'll buy the merch. We'll do all sorts of stuff. We'll dress up. We'll go to cons. Anything. It's got a you know pretty, pretty strong... I mean, there's even a theme park, dude. So EA jumps in with Omega, Omega Force, and they do this Wild Hearts thing. I, I didn't click with it. I thought it was just like, okay, I played it for like maybe six or eight hours. And then I'm like, eh, this is not it for me. Um, I heard a lot of other people who traditionally don't get into Monster Hunter did enjoy it. But I guess not enough because the rumor is it's only been out for six months and they are closing it down is what I've Whoa. heard. And that's a game that really essentially if you're going to go after Monster Hunter, you have to have online. You have to have multiplayer because that's where you do the big the big game hunts, right? You can't go after like a big dragon on your own. Oh, I mean, you can, you can but like, it's yeah. you got to be like Superman. You got to be crazy Monster Hunter, dude. I've seen people do it, and I have done it myself before back in the day when I was younger. Um, but in general, you need like a team of three or four to do a big hunt like that, and that's what the game's all about. Like, get the gear, you build up to the big hunt, you get there with your buddies, or you can find some randos or something, and then you go after the big monsters and you get the good loot. Like, that's that's the whole thing, right? So for them to shut down after six months, that game must have been doing really abysmal yeah um and if there's no online that game is effectively dead so uh once again someone proves that they cannot step to monster hunter um and try to do the same thing the monster Hunter is doing which is kind of a shame because i think there's room for it um but you just have to find your own path and i don't think anybody's really found their own path quite yet so yeah that's it you got to find your own take on it your own spin. yeah yeah um and for me i didn't like the building part of it you know the, yeah, like, the Fortnitey kind of stuff. So building like little towers and trampolines, it felt really kind of tacked on. It didn't, like you said, it didn't mesh with me at all either. So I, I yeah, not yeah. yeah. Um, so there's that. Speaking of other, I guess bad news, Ascendant Studios, the brand new studio, um, which was just speaking of EA, huh, I didn't realize that, but these are two EA stories back to back. Eternals of Avium, you played that, didn't you, recently? 
I I must have. I'll look it up. I I'm forget. pretty sure you did. In fact, I think you even talked about it on the show where you, it's a first person shooter, but you use magic instead of guns, and you you play you play that you talked about. Oh, it, Immortals! You? I just didn't. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Immortals. Did I say Eternals? Immortals. Yeah, My bad. Immortals. My bad. Yeah. Immortal. Let me change that title. Eternal. Immortal. I can see why I made that mistake. Yeah, it's a fun shooter game. I love magic. synonyms. Yeah, it's a shooter with. I mean, I took one look at it and I'm like, this is a shooter with magic. And the story, and I just kept on moving. And you confirm that um, that studio laid off half of their entire studio, and apparently the sales are pretty bad on that game. So I think they're having some trouble. Which so to to say a couple things first. So it's it's very common in the game world that people will scale up for a big game, hire a bunch of people, make the game, and then after the game ships, they scale back down. But I didn't think that was the case with this studio i thought this was like the core studio of like the core members making their game so it's different it's a different thing if this is your core studio and you lay off half as opposed to your core studios here you hired 50 people to help build assets create graphics work on the online and then you let them go after the game ships neither one of those is great i'm not saying i'm not saying this is a good thing but i'm just saying it's two different things and from what I understand, I think it's the core team. Half the core team is gone. Mm. So that's that's bad. That's pretty bad. And uh, if they're poor sales, that's also bad. It just seems to me like not to be like that guy or anything. But like when you look at this game, even like even in the, in the run up to the game, it just looks so generic. It just looks so white guy, boring, first person shooter, generic. And yeah, there was magic instead of guns. But like there just was no no jazz to it you know and i i guess i'm just kind of confused as to why ea and or the studio thought they were going to go so big and this was going to be a big deal like it seems like they should have been more modest right and i think it kind of feeds into the whole go big or go home mentality that a lot of the big publishers are in right now where it's like every game's got to be triple a it's got to sell 50 million copies or else it's a failure you know like i kind of wish maybe things would be different um and i don't have like specific numbers or anything uh, but maybe if they were thinking, yeah, let's go for like a B tier title. Let's do a solid B level sales. And then we're going to build from there, you know, instead of like having to lay off a bunch of people and have this big, like, you know, shortfall when it came to sales. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the goals. It's those uh, yeah. unrealistic dimes or even just like uh, inflated goals. Yeah. Um, unrealistically inflated. And if yeah. you think about it, ch- check this out. Like, look at huge games today. Um, and they weren't thinking about that at the beginning, like Minecraft, right? right? So Minecraft is the biggest thing in the world, but no, they weren't thinking that like the AAA launch and stuff like that. It was right. just a few people going like, let's make this weird thing where even like, um, what's it called that I like and you don't like, uh, with the trolls or the dwarves, Dwarf Fortress. Oh yeah. Dwarf you know, Fortress, things like yeah. that. Like, I mean, that didn't make a gazillion dollars, but there's there's that type of thing you just got to go in mentality of like let's make something unique and interesting and yeah there's a lot of kind of like hey let's just make a huge studio and bring all this talent yeah. and blah blah so it just it just, it feels to me like like going to vegas right like if you went to vegas and you brought your entire life savings you got a double mortgage on your house you sold your car you sold your dog you got all that cash you go to vegas and you go to the blackjack because you're like i'm going big we're gonna win like you're probably gonna end up like losing your shirt, yeah. but like if you go to Vegas with like, okay, I'm gonna take, you know, I don't know, five hundred dollars, which to me seems like a lot of money, because you're gonna lose it, uh, you know, five hundred bucks, and if I win, then great, and if I lose it, that's okay, because I'm planning to come back with only five hundred dollars lost, and that's the plan, you know, like if you just temper your expectations and don't don't go so hard, like you 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 live to fight another day, right? You can always make yeah. another game, you know what I'm saying? It's a Vegas metaphor. Yeah, kind of. That could be the title of the podcast. Vegas or yeah. you could put the title of the podcast, We're Going to Vegas. 
<laughs> yeah, I just feel bad for those people, and it just is weird because I feel like anybody who looked at that game within five seconds, you kind of got the gist of that game immediately. Yeah. And for them to bet well, so heavy on it, even EA, on the EA side as well, is really strange. You know what you need, we need, again, is more people who have been in the industry for a long time. I'm pointing at both of us. Yeah. Um, you know, in game development, probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah. at this point, because like you always say, like you could go in and consult and just be like, no, nope, this is not right. No, nope, this, you know. Oh, absolutely, dude. And, absolutely. And not just on the creative vision. People have creative vision. That's aside. But like these small things, you know. Um, yeah, I get it. By the way, I'm going to mention this at the end of the show, but there's this great new series called The Other Black Girl on Hulu. Oh, I heard about it. Yeah, yeah is it good? It's fucking good. Yeah. If you think about the movie Get Out. It's kind of like that. Oh, is it spooky? TV show. Yeah, it's spooky with oh, okay. racism and comedy. Oh, I did. Oh, okay. That yeah. sounds like a good mix. All right. It is a good mix. It's dark, you know, comedy. Like, um, what's the one that I like by uh, Ben Siller? Um, oh, uh, Severance. Severance. Yeah, it's got that vibe to it, kind of, at times. Anyways, the point I bring that up is why? Well, I, I already lost it because I went such on a tangent. What were you just saying? <laughs> I uh, don't remember. We were like, uh, everybody's betting. Everybody, every, industry veterans should be brought in because we can take a right. look at something. We can fix it. And we know. Got it. Okay. So why, yeah, we're saying like, we're going to go in and fix things or like tell people where they're wrong. In that TV show, um, she's got to like look at this manuscript and be like, hey, you know, here's the things you might want to change. Like, here's the things that are problematic. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so I feel like that's the kind of thing that, you know, you and I could do. We could just be like, hey, what about this thing right here? Yeah. yeah that, for I sure. didn't, you didn't need to go down that tangent for that, but check out that show and we'll talk about it later. Sounds like a good show. I will check it out. We're going we're gonna to get to that later. Okay. Excellent. Um, that's all I have for housekeeping. You got anything else, Carlos? No, let's clean it up and shut up the, the doors to the house <laughs> with the tape in it. There you go. That's Sorry, housekeeping. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You, you, do, you do an ending, don't you? And uh, so anyways, next week, we'll do more of that housekeeping. For now, we're going to shut the doors. I don't I don't think I say that. You might not even do any ending. I, just <laughs> I, don't think, I think we just move on. Yeah. Just move on. Moving anyway, on. Moving on. Main content of the show. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's kick it off just as a quick recap to Baldur's Gate 3, which I didn't mention this. Uh, I was going to tell you this before the show, but then I stopped myself to save it for the show. Um I got up this morning and I just was really jonesing. and I wanted to get into something and I was almost going to pull the trigger on Baldur's Gate 3. I was so close to pulling the trigger, but like, number one, it's expensive. I mean, you know, that's a lot of money to me. And also I wanted to ask you some questions about something we can't talk about. Okay. And I think that you have swayed me the other way. So I'm glad I didn't pull that trigger. I think I'm going to go okay. the other way. It was either one or the other. Got it. All right, so I think I think uh, I think you you won, but we'll, well talk about that next week. And the, and the thing is this, we will. But um, to speak of Battles Gate Three on PS Five and the fact that I just downloaded it um, a week ago, yeah, yeah, because it did come out for console, and I've been playing it uh, almost to the very last act, essentially, I'm in like the last section um, on PC. You know, once you get to Baldur's Gate, the city, which I was always bitching about not getting there, finally got there, and on Steam and on my PC. Uh, part of its development and on their side and part of it's just my PC isn't super strong but it just chugs like a motherfucker oh really okay yeah. and because it's loading so many people and so many side quests and so many parts of the town it's a massive city um, that it's just it's really kind of tricky to play and I've just been dealing with it you know forever because I like the game so much but the minute PS5 was ready I was like okay and I think I texted you this 
fucking cool as shit cross save which blew my mind honestly yeah pc to console so i just had to do a couple things log into my layering account do a couple other buttons hit cross save enabled or whatever and it did take a minute it had to like you know populate but then i turned on my ps5 and there it was my save game so i'm just playing it on there now and it's so cool because everything just loads that's that to me is better than flying cars or the moving sidewalks or the the Jetson shower, where they scrub you and you just like stand on that remote control thing. Yeah, like just turning on your PC, starting your game, and then you transfer over to PS Five and your save is still there. That's amazing, dude. That we are living in the future right now. Man. It's the future with some quirks. So anybody's doing that and listening to this and wants to do that, you have to do a couple of things. One, you have to log into your Larian account like on Steam. You have to like open up your game on Steam and do a couple of things there. Then you have to log into it on PS5. Then you have to save your game on your Steam too. By the way, like it, it, it like you know, it kind of triggers it or whatever. Yeah. So you save a game like on your just Steam game or whatever, and then it takes like a half an hour or something. And so you know, it's a little bit clunky, but it works. It's fucking cool. And the reason I bring it up is because, yeah, I think the graphics are a little less. On the PS5, believe it or not, than sure. on my PC. Um, but it runs better. But it runs. Like, everything's just loading, and it's, like, so cool. So Well, I mean, you and I, we're both performance, dude. Like, when we get faced with that Sophie's Choice of performance or quality, we always go performance. And yeah. so, even in, in a game like, you know, I mean, a slight drop in quality, so what? I bet you can barely even tell, dude. Like, if everything moves smoothly and you're looking at it and there's so much on the screen, I think that's well worth the trade-off. And we, we swing that way anyway, so it seems like that's a win. It is a win, yeah. yeah. And I'm playing it right now. And by the way, capturing right now when I was capturing on Steam was kind of tricky. I was using OBS and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And again, PS5, it's one button. Yeah, so exactly. it's very yeah. clean. And I, I kinda, again, don't want to throw Xbox under their bus, but I just recently was playing Starfield and a couple other games and trying to save, you know, game footage. And it's just clunkier. Like, it's oh, just no, shittier. No, you're right, dude. You're, you're 100% right. It is... It is there's things about both consoles that are pros and cons but when it comes to this i think you're exactly right that if you want to save some footage or whatever i mean playstation definitely has it much smoother for it's just sure. clean sure. yeah and yeah. then when you go back in like to try to find it on your drive or is yeah. it on the shared network mm-hmm. and then you have to select them as a man you have to hit manage and then it's like you know it just feels like weird yeah so. it's it's strange but yeah okay anyways that's it Baldur's gate 3 on ps5 is great if you have a console um it's on Xbox too. It's on everything. Now. It's on everything. Yeah. 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 I, oh, not Nintendo Switch. Not Switch, but yeah. it's on everything else. <laughs> I think they're gonna try to port it though. That's that's insane. That's insane. Yeah, because I think it's just gonna not run. Um, but yeah, it's it's really fun on console. And I've been playing this like w- this way forever. And if you look at any of my TikTok videos, you'll see that I've been using controller on Steam. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what it it it's just such a good view. Like it actually changes. I think the view better uh, on console. Get it. Check it out. Check that out. Okay, let me talk for a minute. Oh, I got to pause for a second. Just peek behind the curtain, folks. We're recording at like 3. It's almost 4 now. We usually record at like 11 in the morning. And I think I have miscalculated because I think I'm getting hungry, dude. Oh, Um, shit. And I'm like, we got, we're making steak salad tonight. And that's one of my favorite things to eat. And I'm like thinking about it as I'm, as you're talking about Baldur's Gate. And I'm like, no, 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 focus. 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 Steak salad is not. Baldur's Gate made you hungry? 
Well, I mean, I, no, just because you're talking about it. And I was like, okay, Baldur's Gate. But then my stomach was like, wait a minute, Snake's oh, Salad tonight, bro. Yeah. And then that just kind of took over my active memory. And I was like, started fantasizing about Snake Salad. But. Nice. Well, let's <laughs> talk about, actually, one of the games I could talk about is about food. So I'm sorry in advance. That's fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm, power through. Problem. Anyway, just okay. a quick peek behind the curtain because we are people. Yep. We are human beings with needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Let me talk. Oh, yeah. For a minute about Shotgun King, the final checkmate. Um, I heard about this from John over at Gaming in the Wild. Uh, good friend John, good show. Please go check out his show if you haven't already. I'm sure you will love it if you love this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I heard him talking about it, and it got me curious. Uh, and so I went to go check it out. It's on Switch is where I'm playing it. I'm sure it's on PC. I don't know if it's on everything, but definitely on Switch for sure. It's on PS5. I saw it. Oh, yeah, perfect, perfect. Um, this is exactly my favorite kind of game. This game is so smart and so well done it's basically chess but don't leave don't 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 run away That's exactly why i left by the way i know everybody's like ah chess okay here's here's the thing they take chess and they add a little bit of wacky story to it basically the black king has pissed everybody off everybody's left him his wife has left him like he's i mean he seems like kind of an asshole um so his kingdom is crumbling the white pieces are encroaching and he's in trouble so it's just him it's just him no one else is there so what does he do Grabs a fucking shotgun is what he does. And so he, you go to the chessboard and it's like the white pieces are on the white side and it's just you on the black side, but you've got a shotgun. Okay. And so it goes kind of like chess, move by move, like white goes, black goes, white goes, black goes. And then when you get close enough, you pull up your trigger and you see the, little, the firing arc of your shotgun. And you can blow motherfuckers away. You just shoot them from a distance, right? And Weird. So it sounds crazy. But it actually works so well. It is so fun. Um, so what else is going on? It's also a roguelike. Um, you have to get through 12 rounds to win the game. I have gotten consistently to 11 rounds. I have not finished it yet, and it drives me a little bit crazy. But I keep trying. This game is really good. So basically, every time you... Like, the first round is nothing. you just like, it's the king. You got your shotgun. The white pieces. No big deal. But after you finish one round, you get a choice of two options. And they're randomly generated. So like let's say, for example... Um, the first option between rounds is your gun shoots further, but you get one less um, total ammo. And then the other option is um, two extra white pawns on the board, but they've got half life or something like that. Or, like there's always like a pro and a con to it, right? Like there's no, you never get like OP or anything like that. And so as you go through the game, every round you get this these conditions that add and add and add. So like in the beginning of the game, no big deal. You're just rocking them, steamrolling through the first three or four levels, no problem. But by the time you've had three or four rounds go by and you have to keep getting more of these pro and con choices, you may be stronger, but so are the other pieces, right? So like sometimes the pieces resurrect or sometimes um, you're more powerful if you're on the edge of the board instead of the middle of the board. Or sometimes there's like four queens on the board and they're like so deadly, it's really hard to move. Um, So there's all sorts of little conditions that add up. So the game gradually gets harder and harder as you go in true roguelike fashion. That's I mean, that's exactly what's supposed to happen. Um, the chaotic nature of getting new upgrades, new abilities, but also new challenges. Um, the minute to minute, like kind of rationalization of what your strategy is using the best of what you've got available, making the best of a bad situation. It's got all of the classic roguelike elements that I really enjoy. And this formula is so strange and so bizarre. And yet it works perfectly. It's Mm. so fun. And when you play it, it makes so much sense and it's so natural. Um, Everything about this game is really great. There's also there's, there's other options, little roguelike things. You can absorb abilities from other pawns and stuff. I don't want to make it sound too, sound too complicated because it's not. It's super simple. 
but there's stuff to do. There's enough meat here so that a roguelike fan like myself feels like I am constantly being challenged. I am constantly using my brain in the way that only roguelikes can do, right? Like it's, it's all working as designed as it should. Um, graphics are straightforward and simple. UI is straightforward and simple in a good way. Systems are easy to understand. Like everything is just like all right there. It's just so well done. Um, I have not finished one yet, but each run, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. That's okay. perfect, dude. You yeah. don't want to be sinking hours into this. You want to just go through and sometimes quicker, sometimes shorter, but like, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes for a good run. Then you can put it down. Maybe you win, maybe you didn't, but at least you did something. And there's also little unlocks to work towards, which I think are fun. And it's just a marvelously put together roguelike. The people who did this knew exactly what they were doing. They did exactly what they wanted to do. They cut out all the fat. This is great if you love roguelikes this is absolutely 100 percent one that you should check out and it doesn't matter if you like chess or not uh it, it's not really even about chess even though it uses that format and knowing a little bit of chess will help but not necessary it's really a roguelike that is small bite size and packed with flavor this is great stuff yeah grid base you just call it really it's not, exactly it seems less chess and more just like it's on a grid um by the way this reminds me so check it out Absolutely, check um, it out. But also reminds me of Archon. Did you play yeah. Archon? Oh, I loved Archon back One in the One of the day. greatest games ever. They should redo it. I don't 100%. know why they haven't. Um, in fact, they have. They did once. They need to redo well, it again. they did Archon 2, and they did some like for the PC back in then. You mean that? or did? No, I think there was still another one even after that. I don't have it off the top I'll of my head. We can yeah. look it up. But basically up. what that did is it, it made a kind of a chess checkers board kind of thing. Uh, similar to battle chess back in the day, which yeah. is just animated chess, but which sucked. Archon was different. Yeah, that sucked. Archon was like once you got on the square, uh, your two monsters because you had like all these team of like you know different monsters and stuff. Exactly. They would fight, and you would actually do like a you know action moment. You'd, you'd yeah. have to fight. And if you were good, you could actually win battles that you otherwise wouldn't because you were better at controlling your monster, right? Yeah, and you could yeah. be like a pawn in that world, which is like a little gnome or. Uh, orc or something with a hammer, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it could beat, like, one of the bigger ones because if you're smart about it. Um, yeah, exactly. It's fucking great. I anyway. love that game. Archon yeah. is the shit, dude. They got to remake it again. They got to. They do. Please, someone out there. All right. So, anyway, check out Archon. We're going to look up if they whatever the most recent version of it was. Also, check out Shotgun King, the final checkmate. It's fantastic. It's great on Switch as well. Perfect. Perfect Switch game. Uh, so, thumbs up for sure. Okay. Moving on. Carlos, you love some FMV... I love some FMV. We love Wales Interactive. They are basically single-handedly reviving the FMV genre. I think that's a pretty fair statement, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, they're doing it. They're bringing they're it back. It. They have put out a lot of FMV games recently, and many of them I have really deeply enjoyed. I know you've, you've enjoyed quite a few as well. I've enjoyed a bunch, and we have definitely reviewed every one of them. Like, we definitely have. We might love. be the only podcast who reviewed all of them. <laughs> Very possible. We love... So, before I say anything else... We love Wales Interactive. Uh -oh. We love what they're doing with MF FMV games. We're behind this 100%. We are in their camp. Yeah. We are supporting them. We want this to happen. We are their fans. Hey, wait, let me do another sure. early one too then. Yes, go ahead. Go Before ahead. I start talking yes, about it. Yes, go ahead. Man, Wales Interactive, you're pretty great. You know that? They are great. You know, we like your. We like a lot of your games, you know? Many so, of um, them. I think you should keep making games. 100%. Um, and this is my promo to say, you know, thumbs up, all right? In my camp... FMV thumbs up. That's my prelude. Absolutely. This. this modern FMV, I am also thumbs up 100%. Yep. Keep doing what you're doing, Wales. Keep doing it. I'm going to wear the shirt. We're going to I'm going to make a mug. We're going to be your friends. We love you. Mhm. Mm 
love but, the games, love this. But I think, but, do we have the same butt coming we in? We have a, the same butt. It looks yeah. exactly the same shape. It's weird, but it's true. <laughs> Which is very strange. Yeah. Very strange. So, okay. Um, do you want to lead off? You should lead off. I just talked. Isle Tide Hotel. It's an FMV from Wales Interact. It's not made by Wales. I believe they are publishing it. Which is um, different. Which, which is, is different. Which yes. is different. So they're publishing this. It's made by someone else. Uh, and I believe, I. oh man, I had the information a second ago. Oh. But the people who made this have made other FMV games. I'm pretty look sure. Look it this up for me. I will I, look it up. I'll explain um, what it is. And yeah, you look yeah. It up. You explain it up and I'll look it up. It's a publisher. A publisher is different than the development people. So remember that. Um, yeah. So whoever did this, which Brad's finding, uh, made a game. And here's my uh, synopsis of it. I think this is perfectly accurate. Uh, although you have to remember, you have to like understand what movies were in the eighties, but it is eyes wide shut mixed with David Lynch mixed with old eighties and nineties films. Um, like weirdness, like there's independent films in the eighties and nineties that feel like this movie. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Game game. You know? Yeah. Yes. Uh, and it's also kind of a little bit horror ish, but not really. Um, yeah, it just feels like eyes wide shut and David Lynch. They, they're, the person's trying to make a, a, a film like that in a way that's an interactive game. Um, but for me, and I keep, yeah, I want to go on this uh, tangent real quick, but I watched all the VH, VHS movies back in the day um, on VHS at the time they came out from Blockbuster. And a ton of the indie films were like this mo- this game. Yeah. Do you remember those? I mean, you're the only person I could talk to. Oh, yeah, dude, for this. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like you you would go into like a Blockbuster or Hollywood video or something and all you'd have to go on was the cover. Yeah. And whatever you could read, like the one paragraph in the back of the box. And a lot of these, you know, they were hurting for content. So like a lot of these VHS places would get B tier and C tier movies because they were getting produced. They needed to put something on the shelves, right? Something and so on the shelves. These, yeah. yeah. A lot of these were just like you had no idea what you were going to get, man. Could be good. Could be miserable. And a lot of the miserable ones, because the horror ones, you know, were funny because they yeah. were so badly produced. <clears throat> so anyways, that's the general vibe I get from this game, which is not a great thing uh, because it just feels like disjointed and weird. And I don't know what's happening a lot of times. Um, but yeah, the general idea is that you're a guy who is going to a in quote hotel, this area, this basically this building, and you're trying to rescue your daughter uh, from this place and that's kind of all you have to go on yeah but the the problems start from the very fucking beginning <laughs> because the very first scene ever is akin to the rest of this game slash movie is that it just doesn't make any sense it's there's so a, confusing right there's a woman she, there's an older woman kind of smashing things in an apartment there's a younger woman who comes home then she attacks her the older woman attacks the younger woman she injects her with something all the words that are said don't make sense. Like nothing makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And, and and everything is unbelievable. This is a through line for my review. Is that nothing in the thing, nothing in this story, connects or feels believable or earned. Yeah. And so everything that happens, you can't be invested in, because you're a confused and b you don't care enough. Um, <laughs> you're saying this stuff out loud. Yeah, you're literally reading my notes verbatim. That's like literally awesome. everything you said in the order you said it is exactly my notes. Dude. I ha- we had the same same shame butt. We same do, and that's why we have the same notes. But yeah, um, this same shape butt is also a funny t- podcast name. That is pretty funny. Um, yeah, I just think that they. I don't even want to, I guess, spoil it. But the idea is he goes into a place that isn't really a hotel. It's just kind of like this organization. 
that feels like an eyes wide shut kind of yeah. you know there's a lot of rules and a lot of things that are going on in there like a secret society kind secret of secret society and there's like procedures you're supposed to do and he's just got to play along with it to try to find his daughter but all the you know motivations and the reasons why he's doing that or they're doing it it's just weird doesn't yeah. make sense and the timing is weird because at some point you have like all the time in the world to do things like research and search, you know, a room because it's a, an adventure game. But then like all the stuff that was going on kind of takes a backseat to that. Uh, but again, my main concern is that nothing's believable. The main character you meet who's helping you kind of find your daughter. So ridiculous. Oh my God. It's insane. She's like punching people uh, it just doesn't make any sense. It like, just bothers me. Yes. Literally nothing you said makes any sense. And I think that's exactly right because this game doesn't really make sense. It's it's weird because you can kind of see the shape of what they're going for. But I mean, just to be perfectly blunt, and again, Wales, I love you. Um, the performances here are terrible. These are really bad performances. I don't think any of them are believable. And it's almost like I was waiting for it to get funny. Because right, that was yeah. really the only way that this was going to work with these performances. It's not funny, like, at all. They're serious, but the performances are so bad. It's, it's like watching, like, a high school play or something where no one really knows what their character is about. And they don't even know why they're saying the lines they're saying them. And it's just none of it clicked. Like, it just it starts off confusing. It continues confusing and the performances are so bad you're just like what the hell what is even happening here like i will say also i don't know if you notice this or not but like with fm games and especially modern fm games fmv games um i need them to be a little bit more interactive like it's not enough to just watch something for a long time and then make one choice like i want to be choosing dialogue a little bit more often i want to be choosing actions a little bit more often and many of the other whales games do this like i think a lot of them are really good examples of doing that or like branching choices and you, you kind of feel like more invested or you see how people react to things like whales has done all this stuff before so it's not necessarily a whales problem it's it's a this game problem um but like like real talk dude real talk i was in a section that was so long of me not doing anything. My Xbox went into sleep mode. Oh, jeez! It literally did. I'm not even joking. That's not hyperbole. I was like waiting and waiting and waiting, watching the sequence come out. And it was like my screen got dark. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, it's been too long. Like, and, and what you're watching is just like not great. Like, it's, it, it's funny because to contrast this with um, Goodbye Volcano High, which I just talked about last episode. And I gave it a nine. Nine out of ten. A lot of Goodbye Volcano High is just watching. But that is so fucking compelling. The voices are great. Performances are great. Story is great. You're into it. You feel invested. You really want to know what happens. And there's also stuff to do. Like there's a music mini game. There's dialogue choices. There's surprising things that happens. So you feel like you're in it, even though that is primarily a watching experience. I feel like Isle Tide Hotel is primarily a watching experience. And I was like checking my phone. Yeah. I was like talking to my kid. I was like looking out the window. I was like, this is so boring. I am... I don't care about anything that's going on here. None of this matters. None of it is landing. None of it has weight. To put it right next to what I just recently played, 10 Dates, also by Wales. Mm -hmm. And I was all in, and I liked my choice. And I, to your point earlier, like, I feel like I had a choice. Yeah. In this yeah. game, it literally was just like, do the things and then move on. I didn't feel like my choices had any, you know, relevance. And also, yeah, I wasn't invested. Um I was invested in 10 dates because it was like me getting a date, obviously. Right, right. And the, the setup was good. But even like the complex, was that their first one, I think? The complex was great. So good. And it, I, again, I had a different ending than yours. And it felt like, 
you know, we we did these decisions and it made uh, there was a lot of uh, stakes. Was that other one? Was it Night Shift? Is that what it's called? The one where the guy's like he's going night on a crazy. Book. No, not that. No, one. There, it's the one where the, night the parking lot attendant like takes a car and they do all sorts of like action whatever there was a bunch like bottom, bottom line wales has done a lot of great ones this is not a great one yeah again it's just it's just too disjointed that's what i wrote down most of the time it's just like i don't know what's going on and and i will not i'll spare you the ending which we both got to right oh I, hell no dude i bailed out halfway i was oh, like i got so bored i, I couldn't I was, I was hate finishing it oh were you okay I, I, the hate's a strong word but i was like i need to see what the heck this is all about because it just was so confusing yeah um i will mini spoiler right now okay uh, if anybody doesn't want to get wanna, spoiled yeah, please but jump just, ahead like there, two minutes i think there is mul- multiple endings but mini spoiler and this is not even saying much but like i got a bad ending you know mm-hmm, what i mean mm-hmm. and i liked that at least i had some sort of finality to it yeah but the reason is because i got tired you know like wore me out yeah and literally the, near the end of the game there's this, this thing i won't spoil what it is but it, there's all these things you could do or you could just get, give up give <laughs> i literally hit give up yeah and i got I a mean, bad ending I, when i quit i was like i was like i got at least power this through. it's probably only two or three hours i got at least see it but i got to the point where i caught myself clicking through dialogue because i didn't give a shit and it's like if you're not watching the dialogue there's nothing else to this game like and i'm like okay I need to just stop because I'm not even watching what's going on here because I just don't care that much. Yeah. Um, and I stopped because I just I just didn't care. But like I love FMV. Wales has had many hits. I love this whole movement that they're doing. I think this is not a, an indictment of FMV at all. But this particular game, miserable. Yeah, I didn't care for it. Um, and I did like the guy's performance actually. I didn't think it was that bad. Um, and the other thing I want to say, another positive, real quick, is the guy at the bar. I like him a lot. That actor. Um, I thought his part was really cool. Now you maybe you didn't do this side. I don't thing. think I got that. I don't think I did that part. You yet. could, yeah. So I went to this guy at the bar, and he was trying to like change the whole system. Oh no, I did talk to that guy. Yeah, and I that what I, I liked him. And he he was like, we could create another word, and it'll change the rules. And then it, later on, I you know um, this actually is a good review part of it. So like he's the most interesting thing to me in this whole game, uh, including my own daughter, <laughs> who's not <laughs> awake by the way, um, and uh, you know she's drugged. Uh, and so he's interesting because he's like, he's going to take down the system. I'm like, oh, I'll do this side mission, you know. I get to the very end. Again, this is still the minor spoiler. And he tells me to get away from him. Like all the work that we kind of did together, he's like, get away. I, I failed. This is, get away. So I couldn't mm. even like see it to the end, you know. Couldn't finish that little side Yeah, story, huh? I was like, mm. I like that character. So I liked him. Anyways, the last thing I'll say in closing is that this game is also Inland Empire. Uh, David Lynch again. Oh, they, yeah. There's so, so many like hints to what they want to be. You know, a Lynch kind of film at times, creepy and quiet and stuff. But Inland Empire never like connects. <laughs> you know, it's just like stream of consciousness. It keeps yeah. going. Yeah. And I, that movie bothered me because like I, it made me anxious. And so this reminded me of that. Mm. So if you didn't like Inland Empire, don't play this game. I did not see Inland Empire, but I am familiar with uh, David Lynch's other works and stuff. I mean, to me, this just felt like. I've heard some people call this like um, like Twin Peaks ish or something, and I'm like, no, no, this is like somebody was. I I get what they're going for, but you're so far off from where you're trying to get to that you probably would have been better off doing something completely different. It's yeah, just not even in the ballpark. So yeah, 
Anyway, okay. Isle Tide Hotel, that is a thumbs down from me. I'm assuming it's a thumbs down from you, too. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, sorry, Wales. Try again. Try again. We want to see you try again. We'll go back and do something else. We still love it. We still love you, but this was not it. So, all right. Carlos Noor, N O U R. You said you were very excited about this one. I have never heard of it. Um, I don't know anything about it. So, why don't you fill us in on Noor? It's like literally one of the first games I you know, wishlisted on PS5. Really? Yeah, because this and a couple that are still not out, um, I watched it in a, either a magazine, because I do get magazines still, Edge Magazine or something, or a YouTube video. But I'd seen uh, this guy, I think it's just a one-guy developer. Uh, it's called Terrifying Jellyfish. I'm not sure if he has other people to help him. Maybe he does. But, um, yeah, I saw some sort of article on it, and it was just someone who was like, I just want to like make this fun, relaxing experience where you play with your food. And I was like, I'm in that. That seems fun to me. I like physics stuff and I like food. And here's where uh, Brad's stomach starts grumbling. No, don't remind me about mistake salad. I'm trying not uh, to think about it. Well, I'll talk about other foods, but that's what this game is. It's just like a chunk of different environments that you open up. Like, or there's like this table and there's all these little plates and you kind of go through each plate and open it up and it, opens up a level and now there's a new experience there is this like first person or what are we talking about here i don't even know there's no people it's just you know you're looking down at a a diorama of stuff you know like kind of a god's eye view or something i guess first person god's eye view we've never used that on the podcast what the fuck is you know kind of like when you do like a sim or something i have literally no idea what we're even talking i have no frame of reference for this game okay there's food in front of you and you can manipulate it with physics that's it first person i guess that's what that means yeah but when i think first person i think you're walking through an environment and you know doing things you're not that's not this it's just like a simulation right so you are looking at something it's in front of you and it's food and it's physics based does that make sense i mean yeah i'm I'm watching the trailer and there's no they're not even showing the game in the trailer they're showing like a person okay so yeah it's like first person okay you're just looking at food objects that are in front of you so it's kind of like a very abstract presentation yeah i'm trying to think of another game like it but um you know, it's similar to like a game where there's a puzzle in front of you, you know, it's like a little and you're just kind of looking at it. Yeah. But anyways, you, you cycle through all these different plates and each plate is a different experience and you go into that experience and then play with your food. And again, I don't know what the winning is. It does not. That's not the idea of this game. So this is just a goofy screw around physics experiment kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. But there's like so many different types of things. Um, one, there is kind of a rhythm to it because there's music playing. So if you start getting good at how you maneuver these things you can actually like you know kind of follow the rhythm of the song gotcha but really it's about making stuff and making a cool plate or weird things and then there's picture mode so you can take a picture of it too um i think it's really cool there's one con that i did not see because you know i had just seen videos of it and pictures and i didn't know what it, how it played but some of the controls are wonky Ooh. and it sucks because this is a fun thing to do and a lot of the experience is fun like um there's one ability that called the magnet so you can pick up all the things that are on the plate and move them around a little bit um you know you're making hamburgers you're making you know weird things with donuts ice cream ice creams inside uh bathtubs and stuff just weird things you can enlarge in and shorten things you know like make them bigger and smaller um so a big hamburger big pancake or whatever and then there's things like you can grind things so you can like grind up all the stuff like you can grind a donut up you can grind meat up and stuff like that so all that's fun and weird and you take pictures of it, but some of the controls are so like difficult. And I just found myself frustrated 
in being able to do the fun shit. Mm. And that's fucking shitty because this is like, that's all the game is, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm watching this video. It seems like all you're doing is just screwing with 3d models of food and doing weird stuff with it, which I mean, if that's your goal, you need to have that to be absolutely frictionless. I mean, you don't need people struggling unless, Unless the struggle is part of it, this doesn't seem like a getting up sort of a thing. Or no, like it's a not supposed to be. Baby no, steps no, no, no. thing. You're no. taking pictures. You know, like there's like a, if you look at some on things on Steam, like some of the pictures, it's like hundreds of burgers and like you know a room full of toasters with weird toast coming out of them, uh, and then you do things to the toast. It's like whatever you could think of, you know, you can do. You can make also like nice pictures of things, right? There's people that like that too. What's that game where you like design a room? You know, uh, it's coming out soon, actually. Uh, so you don't know what it is, but there's a, there's a game where you like just design a room and like, sure. that's the whole game. Sure. Because you want to like, you know, you don't have that room. You want to like make your own aesthetics. Yeah. It, it makes you feel good inside to be able to create something and, and whatever trauma, this will soothe that by, <laughs> by just letting you play yes. with stuff. Yes. Or you don't have to have trauma, but yes. Um, but yeah, that's the, the kind of fun of it. So I think on the, on steam, on the PC, it might be easier cause you're using a mouse, but, and maybe that's why it took so long to come out on console. But that's my, I don't, it's just kind of a preview because I'm still messing with it. Mm. It's just that I get, I get a little frustrated on the console. Um, is this Xbox as well or is it just PlayStation? I don't know. No idea. Okay. But on PS5, it's a little difficult. So that's, okay. it's a pro and a con. I really like what he built or they built. Um, and it's weird. I don't think it's your, a game for you at all. No, I'm already, I'm so checked out You're of this. You're so out. Yeah. Yeah. But I think for people who like designing rooms and things like that, uh, and it's also just kind of relaxing. So, like, if you're playing, like, super intense games, like a lot of us are, and you just want to kind of, you know, mind-numb yourself, I think that's a thing. It's funny because, like, you're describing this as relaxing, and I totally get 100% what you're saying. But, like, it kind of just goes to show how many different kinds of people there are in the world, right? Because for me... If I'm playing something like this and there's like no win state, it's just like a play state, it actually ramps me up and gets me upset because I feel like I'm wasting my time because there's no win condition. I'm not checking anything off. I'm not finishing anything. I'm not achieving anything. And that to me feels like a giant waste of time. Whereas I know a lot of people like the like that where they're just like, oh, just to, to manipulate something or play with something is relaxing. But it just goes to show that not relaxing for me is is relaxing for someone else or something like that oh you know yeah I mean? totally yeah and I, you know the other thing i want to say though is besides the different um vibe that you might have to have for this game it does have secrets too so like like sometimes they just don't tell you what buttons do and i kind of like that because like all of a sudden i hit this other button and like something crazy happened you know oh i hate that i, detest I know it. again I these it. are all yeah. things that brad doesn't want to do but for other people, that that is kind of interesting, um, and it feels like it could be really good on mobile too. You know, like a relaxing. Sure, experience. sure, sure. So yeah, like there's a ray gun, you, like you can zap your food and stuff. It, it's just weird. I remember following it a long time ago and thinking it would be interesting. My only con is that on the console, it's just a little tricky with the controller. But if yeah. you like weird things like that, that are kind of you know relaxing experiences, then check it out. There you go. Noor N O U R. All right, let me talk for just a minute um, about Arcade Paradise. Did you play this? Oh, I'm typing in. I don't think I did. Arcade Paradise? Arcade Paradise. It's on Game Pass right now. Um, as I kind of alluded to earlier today, I was looking to get into a new game, and I wanted to talk to you first. So I popped in Arcade Paradise. It's been on my um, two playlist like forever, and I checked to see if it was still on Game Pass, and it was, so I just downloaded it real quick. Um, it's real. I've heard a lot of really good things about it, and I think it's really cool. I don't know that it's exactly for me, but I think it is pretty cool. Basically, it's a first-person experience. 
where um, you play a, a kid, 17 or 18 years old. Uh, you are gender neutral. You show up uh, because your dad's like fucking hassling you and he wants you to get a job. And so they're like, get a job, mix up with your life, blah, 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 whatever. So you go to this uh, laundromat, this crappy piece of shit coin operated laundromat that your dad owns. It looks like it's in a really bad part of town. You get off the bus to get there. There's like trash on the street, like barbed wire fence. Like it looks like a really burned out part of LA or something. It just looks really gross. So you go inside this laundromat. It's full of trash. You pick up the trash um, and then you start working there. Uh, you have to like people drop off laundry. It just appears on a shelf. You take the laundry off a shelf. You put it in a, uh, a washer. Then the timer goes when it take it's done. You take it out, you put it in a dryer. And then when that's done, you put it back on the shelf. Somebody picks it up. They pay you money. So that's what you start off with. But then as you get through the first five or 10 minutes, you go to the back room and there's a bunch of arcade games back there. And you're like, Oh shit, arcade games. What's up with this? And like every arcade game in here that you see, you can play. So there's all these arcade games. There's one that's like a, uh, like a Mr. Driller clone. There's a Pac-Man clone that actually has a GTA skin on it, which is really funny. Um, there's a couple other like arcade games or whatever. So you're back there and the story goes, well, fuck this. My dad has me doing this dumbass laundry job. But if I turn this place into an arcade, I want to be making all kinds of money, right? So that's like the whole premise is like you want to turn your laundry mm. into an arcade. So you have to earn money by doing the grunt work of clean up the garbage, maintain the machines, like actually do the laundry and then open up the door in the back so people can get to the back and play the arcade games. And then as you collect money, you can buy more arcade machines, put those in. And then like the income gradually grows from having those arcade machines back there. Um, you'll have to expand at one point. I got to the point in the game, which is really early where you need to knock down a wall, but you can't have your dad know because he's going to like put the kibosh on the whole thing. So you got to knock out one of the back walls so he can't see it when he shows up. You want to like expand your arcade in the back. So everybody who's in the know will go back there and play your arcade games. And that's where the real money comes from. Weird. And you got laundry in the front. It's really weird. It's really cool and strange. And I like it. And I like the idea of becoming like this arcade tycoon so like every day is kind of the same thing open up the store clean up the garbage scrape gum off the fucking chairs which i fucking hate yeah just but, like real life by the way i did that as a janitor once sucks scraping off that sucks. gum yeah it's terrible um but then like you get the you know you go collect all the quarters from the machines drop them off in the safe do the laundry while you're waiting for things to happen let people come in you know so you're just kind of like building this arcade from the ground up from scratch right so i think it's actually really fucking cool um, I like the idea. I like the concept a lot. And I may come back to it. The only thing that I kind of was noping out on a little bit was like actually doing the grunt work of like doing the laundry and stuff. I'm like, okay, I get it. And I wanted to kind of like fast forward through that part a little right. bit. Yeah. But I get, you know, I'm sure it's to make you feel like you're achieving something, right? Like when the arcade starts making more money than the laundry, you can be like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm working less. I'm earning more money. The American dream is happening for me. I'm building it with my own hands. I'm bootstrapping myself. It's I, 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 I totally get it. And if you just fast forwarded through, you wouldn't have that same sense of achievement, right? Like you got to go through the bad stuff so you can appreciate the good stuff, right? Right. But you're so, and you're playing the games too, right? Because you can play the. You don't have video to. You games. totally don't have to. You can if you want to. But like after you get your laundry going, like a three minute timer goes off, a real time three minute, and you're just waiting for the laundry. And if you're waiting, oh fuck it, I go play a game. Go play a game. You go play like the the Pac Man. Where you go play the the Mr. Driller or whatever it is, you can buy a bunch of different ones, um, and you just go play the games and come back and do the laundry, and then you know as you go. So I get it, I get what they're doing. I think it's fucking cool. Like I think this is a really cool game. 
I just need them to get like through this opening section a little faster because I'm getting tired of doing laundry. Dude. And I get it. They want you to be tired of it, right? It makes sense yeah. that you're tired of it, but I'm like achieved. I am tired of it now. I'm ready to, <laughs> I'm ready to do something else. You know what I mean? Dude, you know what? You, you just kind of described my uh, review of the food game. Kind of, way. yeah. This really of. feels like that weird, interesting pairing because I don't want to do any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I'm watching it right now on the video, and I don't want to do any of that. Yes. And there's, he has a Palm Pilot and stuff. It yeah. seems like a fun little moment, you know, yes. for like uh, an hour kind of experience. But yeah, I don't want to. Like I do enjoy like playing with my food in this ga- other the other game, but yeah, I don't want to do any of these menial tasks at all. Yeah. I mean, so. and that's kind of the thing. Like, you really got to role play a little bit. Like, you really have to invest yourself mentally into the whole, okay, I've been handed this turkey and I'm going to turn this into a golden goose. And how do I get there is like sweat equity, right? So I got to, yeah. like, I got to do the work. I got to build it up. And when you save up enough money for a new arcade machine, you're like, oh, dope. I got a new arcade machine, get to play that game, set it in the back. And that means you're going to be making more money. So you know it's only on the up and up. And so, like, I totally get it. Like, I feel like it's all put together correctly and I, I like it. I just need the initial grunt work part to be a little bit quicker because i'm i'm kind of burning out on doing the laundry and i i'm really i'm wanting to get to the good stuff you can move the machines around you can play around with like the the difficulty where they even tell you like you know if it's too easy then people are not going to play this one but if it's too hard they're going to nope out you got to find the sweet spot for each one and so you're like adjusting the difficulty on like the this the switches inside the arcade machine and you can um you know put put a bad arcade machine next to a good one and when people are bored of waiting for the good one, they'll put money in the bad one because they're standing right there, right? So there's all these yeah. little, like, cool little arcade tricks. And, at, you know, you and me grew up in the arcades, right? We've been in the arcade a million times. It's 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 on point. I just, like, I just don't want to do laundry anymore. So if I can get over the laundry hump, I feel like I'm in good shape. Right. Uh, but I feel like this is really fucking interesting. It's really cool. Um, I like the concept. I feel like it's all on point. And it's on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass... Check it out. You're not really losing anything, you know? Yeah. And I like the concept. Again, I, want, I always applaud like different things like that. So it's really interesting and cool. I think I would like the sim management part of it more. And now I'm going to like immediately go to Steam and look if there's any like arcade simulator because I'm sure there is. But, you know, like sure a sim, a sim arcade, you know, yeah. Cap place. Yeah, yeah. Like that part of it, when you describe that, seems interesting, but I don't want to do the other stuff. So, well, you know, I'm, I am sure that within another hour or two, I'll have enough money from the arcade machines that I can get rid of the laundry. The whole thing would be this fucking badass arcade and I'll feel proud that I built it. But like, it's just that beginning part where I'm like, Oh, yeah. this really sucks. And just like, just like real life, dude, when you're trying to build up your practice with your work or you're trying to get through the boring stages and work your way up the ladder or you, you know, and we've all, I'm sure if you've had a job, you've gone through the same experience of being the new guy and, and working your way up or the new person and working your way up. So it's, it's, it's effective. It's effective. And I think it works, but I'm, you know, I'm almost 50, dude. I don't want to do the grunt work anymore. I want to just get to the good stuff. So. Dude, you just made me, uh, all you know is this game just made a sale for Arcade Tycoon. Because <laughs> I'm in Steam right now, just about it to add to cart because it's $10. Oh, and Arcade Tycoon, here we come. The Arcade Paradise developers are like, no. No, he went no. the opposite way. By the way, Arcade Tycoon came out in 2021, not too old. Uh, very positive reviews, $10 on Steam. Just saying. Just saying. But also, I do really like Arcade Paradise. I think it's fucking cool. I just don't know that I want to invest in doing the laundry. But anybody else listening, like, give it a shot. Check it out. I think it's a really cool idea. And I I bet it's going to feel amazing once you get that arcade up and off, you know, rolling once it's once it's successful. Um, So I'm not I'm not counting it out just yet. I just need to take a break from doing laundry because I do a lot of laundry 
in my real life and yeah. i don't need to do any when i'm playing game you know what i mean again and to your point echoing kudos to anybody trying something different so it looks, yeah yeah lots of it look cool so very cool very cool okay um eternites e-t-e-r-k-n-i-g-h-t-s i guess is that right no no what is it i think it's just eater and the knights because it's a dating sim Oh, is it like N-I-G-H-T? Yeah, it's Eater and then N-I-G-H-T-S. Two words or one word? One word. Okay, so eat. Okay, so no K. We're not talking medieval armor. We're no. talking nights. The sun like has gone date. down. You're gotcha. going on a date at night. Gotcha. It's a okay. dating RPG. Thank you for that clarification. Okay, in got quote, it. In quotes RPG. Eater nights. I don't know anything about it. I'm going to Google it right now. What is going on, sir? I saw this in a, some sort of direct uh, years ago. And again, one of those things where I put it on my wish list. And now it's here. Um, yeah. So I liked it because why I originally wish listed it because it's, you know, dating RPGs, hard to come by. We've talked about all of them probably because there's not many of them. Wait, wait, okay. Wait, wait. I, I'm confused. Wait, yes. Let's, let's stop for. So this is. Is it, a, is it a dating game that has a little bit of RPG? Or is this like an RPG that has a little bit of dating in it? Well, I'm about to tell you. I don't what? even know how you to, to think about this for game. That? I'm looking at the screenshots. I don't know what oh, the fuck is going tell. on here, dude. I it have looks, no idea. Yeah, the screenshots look like an action adventure game. A, they look like an action RPG. It yeah, does, action yes. RPG maybe, yeah. Which is why I originally saw that early trailer and it showed that kind of gameplay. And I was like, oh my goodness, if it's a game like that and you know, just about the RPG and then there happens to be dating, like you one of your options. And I was like, I'm so excited. I don't know what this game is. Um, so to answer your question, it's both. Okay. But it starts off with, you know, you and your buddy, you know, trying to get dates on an app on, a, on your phone. This is all, uh, you know, cutscenes or third person is the style. Okay. Anime style, whatever. It looks like anime. Um, and it starts it like generic anime, I must say. It's very generic. Yeah, it's very generic. But it's got a cool color palette. It's very purpley and blue, and I kind of like it. Okay. Um, so anyways, you're just doing kind of almost cringy things, you know, like you have some choices, and you're talking to your buddy, and he's like, which kind of ladies do you like? And you're like, oh, this. It just it feels weird and not, you know, great, if a little cringy. But you're trying to find, like, these, you know, people to date, and then you pick a date. I don't know if there's multiple options, but it doesn't matter because whatever date you're trying to go on, um, all of a sudden the news comes on and it's like, oh, there's like an outbreak of, you know, something bad, monsters uh, go into a bunker. And that was not what I was expecting because okay. I thought it was gonna be like, you know, straight up going on actual dates and then, you know, doing some RPG stuff. But no, you immediately go into the bunker. It's just monsters outside, it's just bad. You meet two other women. You're two guys. You meet two other women. Um, and they're in like this, you know, underground area where you've been hiding. And they join your party. And you kind of say things to them about like, you know, if you say something good, it's like plus one confidence or whatever. And things like that happen. But you're not going on a fucking date. That's for sure. Because it's like the end of the world now. Right. And you're just now it switches to fighting mode. And this is a minor spoiler, but it's the very beginning of the game. Uh, you get like a magical arm and it's a sword and now you get to fight monsters. Hmm. Uh, also another girl in the world who in the real world is a pop star. Um, she's got magical powers. She just shows up with all of a sudden. Hmm. So everything speaking, speaking of the Isle Tide hotel kind of doesn't feel like believable or like, I don't know why any of this is happening. 
mm-hmm. and where I would normally just be like okay with that in an RPG, like a medieval RPG or something. This set it up to be like a real world thing where me and my buddy are looking for dates, you know. But now it's like throwing all this extra stuff, and a magical woman shows up and says, "I have to save the world," and I know that's par for the course on RPG. Sure. But I don't think I'm explaining it enough or, or better or, or good, <laughs> but what it is is it just doesn't feel, it feels disjointed. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be focusing on. Like, am I supposed to be impressing people? Am I supposed to be getting better at the button combos? Cause it's a combo based RPG section. Yeah. So it just kind of jumps back and forth between talking to women. Um, there's only one option I think, cause I'm a guy. I don't think I could pick a girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, so you can't choose gender and there's yeah, not the other side think, of it. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I should. I can't say for sure, but I I can't say for sure. Um, but yeah, I just don't know what I'm doing. I, I, it's mainly an RPG to go, you know, short answer, long way to say it. Because uh, I'm just doing a lot of the fighting and button pressing and blah, 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 and fighting monsters. But then at some point there's downtime and we kind of talk to the, you know, to the women. I might not have got far enough. Maybe this this is all just a prelude, you know? But I played a lot. I played a very long time, and it doesn't feel like a dating game right now. That's the short intro to what I think about this game. I mean, I'm looking at the, t- like, okay, so I was confused that you were even playing this because I'm looking this up, and I'm like, this looks generic as fuck. It looks just like, ra- like, if, if you had say, Brad, here is a piece of paper and a pen and some crayons. Uh, please draw for me a Japanese anime-flavored action RPG. I would draw this game that's what it would look like because everybody like the characters are really generic the action looks really generic the world looks very generic and i'm like what's even happening and i just like your description is like nowhere near anywhere even like remotely raising my interest or anything it's just it's just like what is this i don't get it man so you have gone on no dates or anything right like no no the dating part is that you're you're still trying to like get to know these women and there's probably going to be more people i meet along the way but it's just in the story of the RPG, you know, and where that could work when it comes to like side missions and, you know, big games we play. Yeah. Like it's a romance, you know, moment or whatever. Um, this one, it's just, I just don't know if I'm doing good. And also it's just weird because how do I care about this person who now has magic powers? You know, it's not like a normal date anymore. Um, it, it just, just sounds like confused. a bunch of like tropey shit thrown together without really grounding it or without really having a unique hook. Um, and then the word dating bolted out of the end. I mean, none of this is remotely sounding like a good time to me at all. Well, I'll tell you the two things that are really the d- biggest attractors. Uh, and by the way, I bought this my, with my own money. I didn't get it. Ah, that sucks. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, and it's not a full, you know, super $50 game or whatever. I think it's 20 or $30, but the, the, the two issues I have, one is the biggest one I just try to explain, which is I just don't know where I fit in this world because yeah. I thought it was a different game and then it made it like, this is the end of the world. Now you're fighting and also talk to the girls along the way. I was like, okay. And then secondly, it's a lot of that uh, hit the button the right time bullshit. Ugh, no. Um, not all the time. You can just do an action combat, you know, but if you want to do certain dodges, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, I was missing those combos. So both of those things bothered me. Um, I don't know if I'll continue. I just, this, this is made like for me. This sounds no, like a not continue. No, I know, but you can see how it should be made for me. Like I, RPG, absolutely. dating, 
I'm just so disappointed. Yeah, I, I I see the elements are there, but again, the elements are just kind of there. Like I don't, it doesn't sound like it holds together. I'm not hearing a through line. I'm not hearing a hook. It's just like, well, we like anime and we like action and we like dating and mush it all together. Game. Mush it all together, but again, the disjointed part of it, like, where should my focus be? You know, yeah, on the weird truly anime rpg moment which it seems like it's mainly that or like the dating element and so i don't know i don't know all right that is eternites 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 i don't yeah. know i was anyway. so much more excited about that than, than, than it turned out to be sorry man it's okay sorry all right final game of the episode coming up uh, I hate to end on a bummer, but I will. Two bummers. Jeez. I know. That sucks. I'm sorry. But on the plus side, a lot of people like this one. I think I'm an outlier on this one. Gunbrella. This just came out from, I want to say Devolver. Is that right? I don't know. That sounds like up, Devolver to me. Um, and I like Devolver. Uh, I think their place in the industry is great. I, I'm glad that they're there. I like a lot of their games. I'm glad that they take the swings that they swing for. Um, this one to me just didn't quite click. So it's Wait, a real quick what? though, just like with uh, Wales Interactive, developers yeah. the publisher. Yeah, so they're not the developer a, of the publisher. This, the developer yeah. is Doinksoft, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah, and so it's it's yeah, it's on that. Okay, so Gunbrella, it is a two D uh, pixel based like little indie game where you have a guy and he's got a gun, and as you might imagine, it's also an umbrella. Um, I watched trailers of this. And it looked pretty cool, but I think the trailers kind of give it a little bit of a different vibe than what it actually is. It is, I kind of thought I was getting in for like a reflexy kind of a shooty actiony game. And it is that thing, but it's also kind of like a walk around and talk to villagers and kind of backtrack sort of a game, which isn't what I was thinking it was going to be. So maybe part of its expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, you're this guy... Um, I don't even know what the story is about. Just like something happens and you got to help out these villagers. Everybody's got a different little side quest. Find my friend or go get me this thing or whatever. It's pretty minor, but basically you're going up against this like cult who's doing some, um, I don't know, like weird Cthulhu stuff or whatever. Um, what to even say about it? I guess, I guess I just don't understand this game or really what they're going for because in a game like this, where you're seeing the umbrella, you're seeing the gun, you're jumping to me like that's the kind of game where you want to get into a flow state right where you like in my head i'm like jump glide with the umbrella block with the umbrella um you know do like whatever like you should be like feeling like the controller is like an extension of your body and maybe that is for some people but for me i felt like i was fighting the controls in this game like constantly and i never found a good groove for me to be in and i just kept stopping and starting and stopping and and not really getting along with what was happening um there's countering in this game, which I wasn't super thrilled about. Uh, when you control it, it's like the umbrella doesn't snap to home exactly. And what I mean by that is you'll like jump and you open up the umbrella to kind of glide as you would expect. But then like when you land, like it doesn't always like the umbrella doesn't come back down in front of you like a gun sometimes. Sometimes it is and sometimes it didn't. And I couldn't quite figure out like what was going on. Like everything about the controls just felt slightly off to me. Um... And so I would often like my umbrella would be pointing the wrong way and I didn't quite groove with that. Sometimes you've got to do this double jump and I don't understand why there even was a double jump where it seems like every jump should be mapped to the umbrella. Like you can sometimes jump up really high with the umbrella, but then sometimes you have to like wall jump with a jump button that's different from the umbrella. And then like once you jump from the wall, then you do the umbrella. Like 
it just the whole thing just felt like there was one layer too many for me and it just didn't satisfy um there's also kind of a weird thing where you can like precision aim but that means moving your hand to a different position than it wet than it is when you're just using the 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 run around and actiony platformy position which is kind of weird um i don't know i just i just couldn't wrap my brain around this game like the graphics are pretty cute um, the idea of a gun and umbrella. I mean, that's all, that's automatically gold right there. I mean, I'm, I was already halfway sold mm-hmm. hearing the word gunbrella, right? You're like, oh, that sounds fun. I'm in. But just like something about the controls just didn't work. I didn't like the way the guy moved. Didn't like the way the umbrella worked. I just didn't, just didn't like f- the way it felt. Um, and that's a pretty big deal when you're playing a game that is somewhat actiony like this. Um, I will also say that I wasn't really sold on like the level design. There's a lot of levels where you move kind of screen by screen and there's just not much going on there. Like sometimes there's like one or two enemies or something and then you move on. And then I feel like there should be more happening. Like I, my hands wanted to be busier. Um, so I guess it's a good thing that it wasn't as busy as I wanted it to be because I never really jive with the controls. But if I did jive with the controls, if I did get into that flow state, I would want to be doing more things. I would want to be like jump, jump, block, shoot, glide, you know, like you would want to be kind of like high energy. And I don't think this game is as high energy as it looks from trailers. Like I was kind of puzzled at how like inert a lot of the levels felt. Like how I was kind of walking around and talking to a person. And then, I don't know, it just it just didn't come together for me. I just didn't find the fun of it. I didn't find the flow state. Um, didn't think the quests were interesting. I didn't think the writing was very good. So it just didn't click. And it's a shame because it looks really cute to me. And I, like I said, the idea of a gun combo umbrella is gold. Yeah. Um, it just didn't work, but I gotta be honest, man, a lot of people that I talked to really like this game a lot, so maybe it's just not for me, maybe other people are finding fun that I'm not finding, but for me, I, I really struggled with this one. Yeah, I think it also the expectation thing, because like, when you said, like, the word, and you look at the style of it, you're like, oh, Meat Boy or something, you know? You kind of, th- yeah, you kind of you expect know? something like that, yeah. Jumping around, doing this, and, th- and it's not that kind of game at all, at least from what I'm seeing and what you just said. It's uh, there's a lot of these games that I don't think have a place kind of almost like uh, Eternites maybe <laughs> kind of in the middle. It's, it's in the middle. Of, yeah, that's what no this game looks like. Either. You know, it's like yeah. go over here and do this, but you're not like doing it quickly, you know, with whatever, like a combo or something. No, that's a good point, dude. I feel like this is, you know, you know it's, I'm glad you said that because I think you've kind of crystallized it for me. I feel like this game is kind of in the uncomfortable space between like like a 2D kind of slower paced RPG where you're talking to townsfolk and backtracking. And a faster paced like reaction, like a Mega Man style game where you just focused on the action. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of trying to blend those two things and it just didn't work for me in addition to the controls, which I could never get comfortable with. So yeah. I like the way uh, the trailer looks great. I like the concept of it. But in practice, I did not have a lot of fun with it, which makes me sad because um, it seems like a cool concept. And we do like Devolver, but this one was not great for me. We like Wales Interactive and Devolver. Yay, that's the Yay. end. Oh, yeah. but here's a positive note because we ended on a downer. Uh, one, Arcade Tycoon is looks really fucking cool. Uh, I'm totally I thought you were going to say it's really fun because you're playing it right now. Oh, that I, I can't do that in the podcast. That would be funny. That would be yeah. funny. But the other thing is that Archon is on Steam, and it came out not too long ago. Ar- Ar- Archon Classic. So what they did is they redid the graphics. But it is the same game, so they didn't, like, fuck with it too much. Okay, okay. And it's got very positive reviews on Steam. It came out 12 years ago or something. But I'm going to download it. Archon Archon Classic on Steam, for all you younger listeners who never played it, I played it on, like, original Commodore 64 style. Um, This game's fucking great. 
It's great. A-R-C-H-O-N. Archon. Yes, A-R-C-H-O-N. Classic. It's on Steam. Go check it out. Brad, you should get it. Maybe you and I, which we never have, I think, ever played co-op. Uh, we played co-op once at my house, I think. Right? Remember? Was Did it Helldivers? We? I think was, we played it Helldivers. Have, it must have. Yeah, it was Helldivers. It was yeah. one time Helldivers. Yeah. Um, but this one I would do because it's like, it's real simple and short games. Well, we'll see. I make no promises. You we'll make see. no promises. I'm all downloading right. it right now. Okay. That's all I got. As far as the main portion, you're going to the main portion, right? Yep. Now, this, this is the portion of the show. I'm going to take over. Go ahead. Take over. Where we're done with the games and we talk about other things that are going on in our life, like movies and shows. Close enough. Close uh, enough. Carlos, what do you got? Uh, FLCL came back. Did you know about that? I know. I know of it. I've never seen it, and I've always been confused by the name. I don't really know anything Fooly about cooly. it. Fooly cooly. It's a whole yeah. thing. Uh, I am deep in the FLCL world. Tell me Tell me the nutshell. Nutshell. Uh, I can't. It's actually one of those things where what's, it's what's too about? weird. There's a Brief. guitar person and a the horn that comes out of the head. I can't. If FLCL is its own thing, yes. people listening who know. If you know, you know. You know, you know. It's, I, can't, I can't. But what I hear to say is I had no idea, totally off my radar, but there's a new FLCL on Hulu. Uh, only one episode, which you hate, I know. But there's like a whole new series. Yeah, a whole new series. Fuck that. Okay, fine. minus that part of it. Minus that part. The fact that... I thought that thing was dead in the ground, you know, like, and no one's going to ever come back with that FLCL uh, thing, but there's something right now and I don't, I haven't even watched it yet, but I'm excited about it. So if you like that fully coolly FLCL, uh, the anime manga or um, the movie, I can't think they had a movie or something. Yeah. Check it out. It's on Hulu right now. Uh, again, those are for my FLCL people. All right, well, hang on a second. Hang on. Pause right here for a second. This okay, might be what? the anime section because, okay. okay. I have heard, uh, I've seen, FLCL, and I knew it was called Fooly Cooly or something, but I didn't know like anything about it, and I guess I don't know anything more about it now than I do. <laughs> nice. But the other thing that I've been conf- consistently confused by is RWBY. I don't even know. Do you pronounce it Ruby? Like I don't even know how you pronounce it. Do you know what that is? I know of that, but I've not watched that series. Or okay, maybe so I, I did, but yeah. Okay, so that was the other one where I'm like, what the hell's going on? I hear people talk about it. No one can explain it. I don't know what it is, and I, I'm just like, I keep seeing it pop up. I'm like, is it a game? Is it an oh, anime? Oh, that was the Rooster Teeth show, yeah. Is it? I don't yeah. even know what the fuck it is. So is that? it's not real anime, then? Uh, I, I mean, what's real anime? Um, it, that's more of, a, I think, an Americanized show that had anime style. So not I believe, real right? anime, then. Yeah. That's, that does not qualify. That was me. like, it was Rooster Teeth. It came from Rooster Teeth. Ruby. Okay, yeah. okay. I had so no idea is, what the fuck it was. Yeah, totally different. This is like, you know, um, anime that's been around forever. Years and years and years. Like Akira almost. Like, it's really old. Anyways, it's fucking great. It, I think it's called Grunge, the, the new one that's out. So I'm okay. very excited about that. Uh, anime Corner. The other thing I wanted to mention is, yeah, I, I finished Our Flag Meets Death. Okay. And you, you don't care enough for it, is what you not told at this, me. And not at this moment, I don't. Okay. It's fucking fantastic, and I want to do a minor spoiler, but I won't. But they meet Blackbeard, and he's not who you think he is. It's very fucking cool. And season two starts in, like, five days. Okay. Um, so I'm, like, uh, over the moon about this So series. only one season so far. Only one season, but the next season's starting right now. So gotcha. anybody listening who listened to me talk about it last week, go check it out now because there's a new season. Um, also, Ride with Norma Reedus is fantastic is that just uh daryl dixon talking about motorcycles no that's what so the series started with him kind of just riding motorcycles across the country meeting people but talking about you know bikes and stuff uh and then it got into him meeting other people like 
people from Walking Dead, hanging out with them, having some food. And now in like the fifth season, and there's going to be a new season. Oh my God, five seasons? Yeah. But no, they're like six episodes each, right? Um, They're fantastic. I love these kind of shows where it's just really about exploring a city. It's less about the bikes. Yeah, he happens to be riding the bike or whatever. He meets up with people like some you might know, you know, famous people, whatever. And then they explore the city like they did at San Francisco. And they talked about counterculture movement. And they talked about early Dead Kennedys and Primus. They met Les Claypool. And they talked about that for a while. Um, it's really good. It's like very well produced. Uh, I know that from on the surface, you might be like, I don't want to just watch him ride bikes. It's not that. Um, you remember what's the, uh, Anthony Bourdain? It reminds me of that show. Sure, sure, sure. Which, by yeah. the way, I've seen every episode ever. I love that to death. Um, I'm a big like experience, you know, person, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. to see people go through that and meet old friends, and I can't recommend it enough. I don't think you're going to watch it, but other people, <laughs> I will probably not watch it. But yeah, I know you won't. Yeah. And and the closing last thing, the other black girl. Yes, we've which I mentioned about earlier. It's very good. It's like get out the series. Question for you before we move on to my section here. Yes. Um. So speaking of this is going to be anime corner, and I feel like it's old man anime corner, which is embarrassing me. But, um, you watched. Into the Abyss? Is that what it's called? Into the Abyss? Yeah, it was made at those games and also the anime, yeah. Did you watch the anime, though? I watched it, yeah. Did I finish it? There's many movies, right? Into the Abyss? I have no idea. I was going to ask you if it's worth watching because my my kid is getting into watching more anime and he wants me to watch. And I've been... I mean, I you know, I was into anime when it started here in America. That that dates me, right? Like, Oh, yeah. I, I remember before anime even existed in America. Okay, so Do you like, want to do a tangent? How, we can do an anime tangent. Go ahead. Might as well. Well, wait, let me, let me ask you, you this Finish first. your thing, yeah. Yeah, okay. So that so I I've, I have been in anime in the past when anime was new, when manga was new in America. Yeah. And then I got out of it. Um, so my kid is, like, wanting to get into it. And, like, I, I'm not, like, I don't have my finger on the pulse anymore. And so I don't know, like, what's something good to recommend to him. Oh, okay. And he said one of his friends recommended Into the Abyss. But I'm like, wait a minute. I know Carlos talked about that. Did, so did you like it? Is it worth watching? Should no. we watch it? No, 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 no don't no. watch it. Okay. Don't watch that fucking bullshit. Here's the thing. They, they go into, they descend into a pit, and every time they go down a certain level of the pit, they throw up. It's a lot of vomit. Do you like vomit? I mean, aside from, no, but aside okay. from the vomit, is the rest of it good? No, no, I don't. I, I got mad at that. Me and a friend of the show, Ilana, um, you know, there's a game, right? It's yeah. Into the Abyss, the game yeah, I yeah, talked about game. on this show. And I like the concept of like a survival game where it's like, you know, you go down each layer of this pit and you're trying to get to the bottom and get loot. Like, that seemed cool to me. But the A, the anime just bothers me because these are kids, you know, and sure. they get headaches and they're like having health problems because that's the idea is that you can't descend too much without getting problems. Um, and is there an end game maybe that's worth it? I don't know. But I think it's just a, a drudge of an experience. And then I played the game and I felt the same way. Mm, like, I felt yeah. like frustrated by the game All and right. I hate quit it. Um, so the answer is no, but in uh, Asterix, One Punch Man, yes, which is great. We've seen that. Okay, one. Mob Psycho, Mob Psycho. I mean, you know, I remember you mentioned that. I got to write that down. That you have to write down. That's the same um, uh, creator, but is not the same Man artist. Man? Yes, okay. uh, so the same mind, and it's fantastic. Uh, and I can't recommend enough. I mean, All I have right. other recommendations, but when we're to, we'll start. We'll start there. We'll start there. Mob Psycho. Okay, speaking of anime, um, we did finish the One Piece live adaptation on Netflix. I assume you finished it as well. I didn't finish it, but I, I like it. Oh, you I didn't, didn't finish, finish it. it? I didn't, no, no, I didn't. Oh, yeah, we finished I it. Like it was it. great. 
It yeah. was great all the way through. We thought it was great. The whole family at first had some reservations. Understandable. I didn't know if it was going to be any good. I didn't know shit about One Piece other than it was like stretchy pirate. That's all I knew. Um, but we got into it and we like we love the whole thing. We like we just really got into it. It was really fun. It was a romp, as you said. That's a great yeah. descriptor. Mm-hmm. Uh, really fun romp, lighthearted. And after we got done, I was like, you know, I don't know. I kind of would like to watch more of this. We should watch the anime. And my kid was like, sure. And uh, I got my wife on board, too. She's not an anime fan at all. And she's like, yeah, but I'll watch this. And so we started watching it. And I got to say, like, we all have been really enjoying the anime. Now, I know that this is like a decades long series. I looked up on Netflix. There's like literally, literally like 1100 episodes. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. But we're on like episode eight and it's going fine so far. So we're going to just, you know, if we do like one or two a day, we'll get done with it in like three or four years. And that's fine. We're not really in a rush. So I have been enjoying the anime. And it's interesting because we watched the live action first. And so we kind of got the the broad strokes of the story. And going back to the anime, it's actually amazing how faithful they were on some of these elements. Like, of course, there was changes. There was cuts. There's no way you can fit all that into an eight-episode series. But, like, the way that the characters were designed, the way that the world was designed, a lot of the visual style, they took, like, directly from the anime and when we're seeing it as a drawing, I'm like, oh, shit, that looks just like the guy, you know, like they really did a great job. I didn't appreciate it at first. But now that we've seen both and can compare, I'm even more impressed with the live action, like how much work and how how many nods were directly towards um, in a very clear and effective way toward the the, the anime, which was oh, great. yeah, so, totally. Yeah, really good. So we're watching One Piece, the anime. Uh, my wife is really into it. I'm into it. We're having fun. That's going really well. Um, I will say also we watched the Barbie movie. You've seen the Barbie movie? I did. Um, that's interesting. We could talk about it if you want. Yeah, I mean, well, you're, talk- you're talking about it right now. Talking about it right now, literally right now. No um, time like the present. You want to go so, first? So similar to Starfield. <laughs> Starfield controversial what? hot take. Okay. Uh, which will divide us immediately. Okay. I'm sure it will. I'm We've sure already will. been div- divided many times in this show. Oh sure. I do not care for that film. Really? Yeah, you and didn't I like it. I was on some, was I on a podcast? I don't know where I was talking about it, but um, I could tell you the reasons, but in general, um, wow. I think any, any anything I say is problematic because <laughs> people love that so much. It's similar to Starfield. Um, can I just say that I didn't enjoy it? Yeah, and you then can just certainly leave just say that? that. Yeah, you absolutely can. There's no, there's no, You're not on the hook for anything here. We're just here, talking about it. Here's what I'll say, though. I love the song by Billie Eilish. If you didn't know, that's her at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. And that moment is cool as shit. But similar to things we mentioned on this podcast, I don't think that moment was earned at all. Um, I really enjoy that moment. They're trying to bring people together. There's no spoilers. There's mm. a cool moment at the end with a great song and a good speech. And I got it. It's cool. I, I know what you're doing there, and I like yeah. it. And I'm pro-woman, and I love it. Okay? But that isn't the movie. And so to me, it just felt like a a thing I looked at and was interesting and fun. And I like Ryan Gosling and, um, it's it just fun. You know, um, what's her name? Uh, Margo, Margo, yeah. Margo Robbie. I can yeah. watch her do anything. I just think she's so fun and stuff and a great cast and stuff. And I like, uh, what's his name? Simu the, Liu was great in that. He was Simu, fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And the, the, what's his name? Um, oh my goodness. The, the, <laughs> the, 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 the Ken, that's not the Ken. Oh, Alan. He Alan, was, uh, yeah. Yeah, Alan. I forget what his name is. I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah. From Superbad. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so... Michael Sarah is that his name? Michael Sarah, yeah. yeah. There's moments that are fun, but, like, the, the I can say this. The, it's just isn't, it's not believable at all, especially because when they go to the real world stuff. And, yeah, it's just supposed to... Uh, suspension of disbelief or whatever. 
but like it just the rules it doesn't even play by its own rules at the after a while and so yeah i just thought it was like weird it was a weird experience to me and then the ending was supposed to be this moment i was supposed to care about and i just i didn't and wow. yeah and wow. also uh, by the way okay i'm now that i'm already saying it i do just it's just fucking ridiculous that ryan gosling's character who is a toy so quickly turns into a machismo guy like and changes the whole world i just think that's horseshit like it's just i know he's a toy but they get then again here's my diatribe why is his toy brain so easily susceptible to this this is made of plastic no dude none of there's no the the rules just don't work i don't want to take the fun away from people who had it loved it or whatever it just it doesn't work for me because none of the pieces go together Wow, wow yeah I totally disagree, dude. 100% disagree. I thought That's that why there's was, different opinions. thought that movie was brilliant. I thought it was really brilliant. We had a great time. The whole family watched it. Um, I thought all the performances were just really great. It was fun on multiple levels, but it also had like a lot of stuff to say. And I know that some people, you know, I mean, you know, a lot of people came down different ways after seeing that movie. But I think for me, I, I enjoyed it all the way through and I thought it was really brilliant. I loved all the performances and, and the concepts you know, talking about the patriarchy, about women's, um, you know, independence and finding yourself, defining yourself apart from something else. I mean, there's a lot of big issues, but I think the thing that may have tripped up some people, and I'm not talking about you, just in general. Um, I heard a lot of people say they were disappointed by the third act, which I didn't find to be disappointing at all. But I think the thing that the movie does, um, and whether that's successful or not, I think really depends on the viewer, but it goes back and forth between being like a message movie and then also like a personal movie about like Barbie the character and so i think for me it navigated those two things really well like i could easily transition between hey we're talking about bigger larger societal issues and then now we're talking about just barbie herself i that to me worked fine but i know a lot of people it didn't work for so i can i I get it i get it i know what they were saying but overall love the concept i loved what they did i love the moments that they took um i loved all the pink i mean i loved everything about it i thought it was just like a great time from start to finish we everybody really really enjoyed it so i thought it was a huge thumbs up and i'm really glad it got made Um, a lot of really sweet moments in there i think obviously um it's going to hit you different i think that if you are a a female or a female presenting person because that's i mean most the the majority of the movie is about how women get treated differently from the get-go and like how everything in society is about that so, you know, it's going to hit different if you're a man or a woman, which I get, and that's fine. Right, but um, my, my review has nothing to do with the man-woman part of it because, uh, and weirdly enough, it's not even about the, the point of view and the kind of, you know, things and messages they wanted to say because mm-hmm. obviously I'm online with probably every single thing in that movie, right? Um, it's more about uh, storytelling and just, like, believability. For me, that's a huge thing. And if I get lost, similar to games, and we literally talked about that on this show many times, if it doesn't, if I can't follow, you know, or yeah. I can't, I, if yeah. I'm not vibing on what you, they're, they're putting out, then I kind of I nope out a little bit. So that's just kind of what happened to me. It's like, of course, the performance is great. And I like everybody in that movie. Uh, I like this. Again, that last song is fucking awesome and stuff and had the feels for women. That's great. You know what I mean? Like, or for anybody. Um, I think the feels were cool. I just ah, I don't care for that film no, at all. I mean, that's, and that's cool. You know, not everybody uh, has to like the movie. I mean, a lot of people don't which is totally yeah. fine or some oh, people feel mixed which is fine as well but for me i thought it was great i had a great time the wife loved it the kid loved it and we just had a really good afternoon it was really um great you know and of course some good discussions spurred off of that so we talked about that for a while and i just thought it was just 
excellent excellent stuff really really enjoyed it very much cool um, so thumbs up to barbie and the last thing i will say uh kind of a random thing you know i've been, been going through a lot of um 80s cartoons just yes. going through and watched a bunch of stuff talk about them here and there i watching thundercats did i mention thundercats i did i, feel I like mean I did. every episode we've ever done ever but yeah just but only those Maybe. ones just those ones yeah so i just watched what is widely considered to be the worst episode of thundercats and I got to say, everybody, my wife was there, the, the kid was there, we were watching it. All three of us, we were angry after we watched this episode of Thundercats. We were pissed off. Wow. Uh, it was pretty bad. It's called, the episode is called Good and Ugly. And basically what happens is um, there's an, two aliens that crash into Third Earth, which is where the Thundercats live. Uh, the first alien looks like a bug. He looks like a giant like cockroach slash mantis kind of thing. And the other alien is like this kind of like angelic looking robot dude or whatever. As you may guess from an 80s cartoon with a message, uh, the nice looking one turns out to be evil and the one that looks like a bug turns out to be good. But what happens is the the bug guy shows up and he shows up at like the cat's lair where the Thundercats are hanging out, literally doing nothing. And the Thundercats open fire on him because he is ugly. Like oh, Snarf geez. says it out loud. He's like, man, that guy's snarf that guy's fucking ugly blast him lion and lion like okay and they fucking blast him and i'm like what the fuck Weird. so like they shoot the guy the bug come he like he didn't get killed he comes into the the cat's lair he immobilizes them peacefully doesn't cause him any damage he even says hey man i wasn't doing anything i was seeing if you guys are friendly and you fired on me and he like you know he's not even hurting anybody not instigating anything and they're like you're yeah, i guess you're i guess you're right or whatever and so they, the episode continues. You expect it because it's an 80s cartoon with a message to turn around where, where Lion-O at some point is like, you know, we were wrong. We judged a book by its cover. He looks like a big bug and bugs are generally creepy, but he was a nice guy and et cetera, et cetera. So that's where you think it's going to go, right? Yeah. So they resolve the conflict, whatever, takes off. The very end of the episode, everybody sits around in a circle. I'm not even joking. They sit around the circle. They go, man, that guy was fucking ugly, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He what? turned out to be good, but man, he was so ugly. And they're like, oh, God, that guy was fucking ugly. They talk shit about him after he leaves. I'm like, he was the good guy who proved that you guys were biased assholes. He shows you the error of your ways to not judge the book by its cover. He goes back into space after the conflict resolved and they shit talk him saying how fucking ugly he was. I was like, what? Dude, that 23 is... years later, I'm canceling Thundercats. Oh, my God. I was like, what the fuck is going on in here? How are they talking shit about this guy? Well, it, was, it blew my mind that even after all that happened, they were still hung up on that he looked like a bug, and they were sh completely shit-talking him. Weird. Could not believe it, dude. Weird. Ah, oh, fuck that. Whoever wrote that, I think it was like Peter Lawrence. If you're still alive, fuck <laughs> you, man. Fuck you for writing that. What the hell's wrong with you, you fucking idiot? He was God. going through some shit. He must have been going through a nasty divorce, yeah. self-loathing. I don't know what the fuck his problem was, but that shit should not have made it to a child's TV show script. And whoever edited that shit should have absolutely stopped that shit from happening because that was bullshit. Dude, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm seeing that now. He's like writing on the page. He's like, I'm not ugly. This bug's ugly. I'm not ugly. Oh she said God. I was ugly. Well, you'll, I'll, you'll, she'll see. I'm going to write this script. Okay. Whatever he was going through, whatever was happening, the people around him, you should have stopped, stepped in to help. Yeah. You should have stopped him from doing this. This should have never got made. It shits on. I mean, and the worst part about this is we've seen this episode now. So that poison is in my brain. So now every time I see Snarf, instead of him being the lovable furball who helps out the team, 
I think he's a bigoted dick. He's right. like, oh, he doesn't like bugs. He's that guy that shit talked that really nice bug gentleman. Like, I, I hate Snarf now, and he was like a good guy. Listen, it's not Snarf's words. It was this other writer. Oh, words. God, I got to take, like, I need, like, an Eternal Sunshine pill to forget that episode, dude. Because oh. it, like, it ruins Thundercats. I know, but also, a little bit on you for watching this show that's supposedly the worst episode ever. Well, you got to watch, you got to watch them all. You got to watch all the episodes. You man. don't have to do anything. You got to, you got to. You don't have to do anything. Okay. <laughs> The so thing we're that we have to do is end the show is what we got to we do. We do, because I'm hungry, and you're hungry. But I want to say this thing before we go, because we mentioned Anime Corner. The very first uh, anime I ever saw, besides Voltron, which, you know, Transor sure. Z, Voltron, some stuff on TV. Sure. First movie was called uh, Warriors of the Wind in the U.S. Okay. It's Nasaka and the Valley of the Wind, which everybody oh, sure. knows, right? Yeah. But it was called Warriors of the Wind. If you look up Google Images, Warriors of the Wind, the U.S. cover is just random-ass, you know, artists in America making a cover yeah so it's not anime like they did with video games you know yeah it's fucking terrible terrible. but i saw it in a wegmans in the east coast there's a thing called wegmans grocery store and it was on a vhs and that was the cover and i flipped it over and then i saw it was anime because it looked nothing like it you know right 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 and that was one of the first ones we rented in the rental store and it was fucking great because it's nasaka it's like great place to start best animes to start with yeah definitely landmark for sure so yeah boy some of those covers those people needed to be punished after doing those covers that was bad so okay all right folks uh that's a show before we close uh gonna start asking you to leave reviews or shares on social media or better yet just tell a friend we would love to get some recommendations out there please do that that would be great uh, also, send us your questions and comments. If you got anything good to say about the show, we'd love to hear it. If you've got some feedback or things we can improve, let us know about that too. Hit us up, podcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us up individually. Uh, Carlos, where are we sending your traffic this week? Uh, glitch to the Ground on TikTok or also on YouTube, by the way, now. So those two places, I play video games and then say funny things. All right, sounds good. You can hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, or Blue Sky. It's my name, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y, all A's, no O's. And this is going to do it for episode 354. Once again, thank you for joining us here on the Soviet Games Podcast. And we'll see you next week, Ron. We'll see you next week, Ron.